What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Packers this weekend, and I am excited to see how they manage to mess it up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 22nd. We are breaking down all the NFL playoff games, some big storylines. We're talking about the beef that never was with Lupe and Kid Cuddy. We're talking about Dookie Butt of the Week. Uh, but more importantly, John is counting down to his, his first time getting high. You said eight months when we're done eight recording? Eight months, bro. I've gotten high probably three times in the last year and a half for some reason. And today I just decided I'm getting back on the horse, brother. <laughs> it's time to get back to me again. <laughs> well, I'm just getting high tonight. Left, I just want to get high. You, back. you, you said what? what was said, as, someone who, as someone who never left, we gladly welcome you back, my brother. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. How many times have you gotten high in the last eight months? <laughs> oh, funny. No, but, but the thing is, I'm, I'm not an everyday smoker. I smoke like twice a week at the most maybe you know what i'm saying so yeah i think it's sundays for me i think i'm gonna get high on sunday it's gonna be my sunday thing before the week starts i'm gonna hit the tree you know two or three times twice or thrice <laughs> and then i'm gonna you know and then i prepare me for the fucking week you feel what i'm saying <laughs> does anybody say twice or thrice i'm the first that- person to ever say that <laughs> <laughs> that's you know those are the the tenant the bougie tendencies of enumeration oh God, that you're <laughs> grabbing the fuck out of here bro thrice crazy. is a bougie word thrice y'all are the word. only niggas that call me bougie that's what's crazy y'all are the only people that have ever called me bougie my entire life john. i wear draws to thanksgiving dinner john, nigga. john like you you had an exist you had an existential crisis about not wearing cute sneakers to work out in like, I mean, I mean, with the hokas. Like, bro, come nigga, on, man. Nigga, you were just to work out. Fucking the gym? 
Bro, I don't give a what fuck. Are what are you wearing in the gym? I, I don't. I do not care about being cute when I go to the gym. I tell you that it's ugly season when I go in that motherfucker. Like I do I not care. About, I be wearing. I literally was just I was in the resort world gym with NBA players and a wife beater, bro. Like, like nigga, what did I have on? Hocus. What the fuck? And I would wear a wife beater in the gym. The hell? I just don't want to wear old man shoes. It's not about them not being cute. It's about me looking like I'm fucking seventy eight, a seventy eight year old white just, man, nigga. To, to who? Who do you care about looking? <laughs> to me, nigga. To okay. me, to me, bro. Everything I do is for me, nigga. I'm selfish as shit when it comes to that. I'm not making decisions because of what I give a fuck what y'all think, nigga. It's how I feel about myself, motherfucker. I'm looking at myself and I see a lame ass nigga <laughs> in the motherfucking hokas. You feel what I'm saying? Come on, G. And that's I'm not a, bougie. I don't care what y'all say. That's rather, the Jethro rather, Jenkins, rather aka to John. <laughs> rather listen to the pod. She said the only thing bougie about you is me. <laughs> that's what she said bro I'm going to wine bars and swish pants and air max nigga I'm regular as fuck bro you know what I mean she's dragging me in there with swish pants on gee I mean you can still be cozy you can still be cozy and bougie like ASAP Rocky is cozy and bougie you know what I'm saying the, the, those two things that coexist this nigga is getting his hair braided has barrettes on and his fucking fingernails painted and you're you're claiming I'm bougie Bro, I'm gonna take a screenshot be, of my no, feet, look, and I want you to call no, a bougie nigga no, with them. You can feet, be cozy nigga. and bougie, dog. You, you that's I'm, not those two things are not mutually exclusive, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm not Plenty bougie, of cozy man. motherfuckers are bougie, bougie, man. I, I just learned how to use wine glasses, nigga. I was having grease stains on the shit because I'm grabbing up, grabbing the whole shit, bro. I ain't yeah. know you supposed to grab the shit by the stem. Are you Come too on, good man. for the grease stains now, bro? I, I'm just, hey, this is what I, I. If you learn, you do better, my nigga. You feel me? That's the Jethro Jenkins, aka John. <laughs> What's that, Bubbles? Y'all killing me with this bougie shit. The only niggas that call me bougie is y'all, man. He's Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey, everybody, have a good Bob Gardy B, aka Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. <laughs> and we're produced as always by the lovely and talented Jackson Saffron. Waza. Waza. Y'all turn the whole pot against me, too. Y'all, everybody like, no, no, John, you might be kind of bougie. <laughs> Y'all be starting shit. Y'all start shit here and it spreads. It is suck. It's fucking sickening, man. It's sickening. These shoes aren't cute enough to work out in. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who said know, this? <laughs> who said this? Bro, who's did that ever come out of my mouth? No, I just said, I don't want to wear these lame ass motherfucking shoes. You feel I, me? I, I stand by the abs are bougie statement. And we, and we did have someone request that on merch. <laughs> I fuck with that though. Abs are bougie is tough to come back from, dog. At at our age, at our age, bro, that's just really fucking funny. And I'm not gonna be funnier than that. That's a hitter. You know what I mean? But there's no way that I'm bougie because I have abs. Because I watch, nigga, we got cancer and motherfucking diabetes and all that shit in our motherfucking family. Because I, I want to be around for my child. I'm bougie. No, no I'll be no, bougie again, if that's the again, case, no motherfucker. One said, no, one said, damn, no, one said, no one said eating healthy is bougie. Nah, y'all, no, y'all want me no. out here. No one said eating healthy is bougie. We just saying we ain't never had G-Mom, your arm. Y'all want me out here like that, nigga. We ain't never had a. I ain't never had had any of the homies say, "Nah, I'm, I'm on a I'm on a carb count." You the only one. I oh literally didn't say that. I said, "Nigga, we having sweets." Okay, nigga, listen, bro. You want me to be out here built like a baked potato with mother taking fucking insulin and shit, and I'm just refusing not to, to be that way, nigga. The fuck? High blood pressure. There's a middle okay, ground. That's what I need not there's to be middle, bougie. There's a, there's a middle ground between all eight abs and not eating pita with the homies. Yeah, <laughs> because it, you're gonna have a donut. Do we eat cookies <laughs> after? Do we eat cookies after? <laughs> I feel like do we I feel eat like, cookies after. I, and that I, was a bougie ass restaurant. I, I personally believe. I personally believe whatever diet you on or whatever. What, when you with the homies, all that shit go out the window, dog. That's that's how I play. Because I'll be doing the healthy eating shit too. But when me and the homies like, oh, it's whatever they on. You feel me? That's what I'll be on. You don't make the rules, Tyler. Those are your rules. Yeah, you're right. You right. I would appreciate right. you respect mine, my nigga. I, you feel me? We had I, fun. We laughed. Y'all clown me, and we moved I, on. I will, I will respect the carb restriction. You got it, Thank bro. you. Thank you, my nigga. Thank you. Respect <laughs> my motherfucking hocus, too, while we at it. Goddamn. My knees is bad. If is you that bougie, see, too? To, to protect you, my knees? <laughs> nigga, can we put... If you want to see how uh, frustrated John is or isn't with the this continued line of questioning, you can subscribe at youtube.com slash at Jenkins and Jones. Uh, shout out to our guy, Mike Jones, who flew around the country to each of our houses and got us set up with 
this beautiful lighting array. We got the real fucking mic arms. You know, we got the new cameras looking crispy. Yeah, shouts, shouts to the homie Mike. Speaking of carbs and all that shit, me and the homie Mike, we had a motherfucking pizza party because he was in this motherfucker for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can't have motherfuckers in my crib working for hours and I not feed them. So we, we had, and, and you know, say he didn't tell me he was on a, on a carb restriction. I said, I'm going to get some pizza. You cool with that? He was like, yeah, I'm with it. So shouts to Mike. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, let's talk some football, some American football. What a weekend of NFL playoff games. Uh, unbelievable from start to finish. Tyler, what game do you want to start with first? Uh, we can go Niners Packers since, since those are your boys. Advancing, yeah, boys. So those are those are my boys. The uh, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel led San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa led too. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's tell the whole truth here. The Nick Bosa, <laughs> the heart of that defense. I mean, Christian, Christian McCaffrey and yeah. and, uh, and you know and Brock Purdy. Yes, but also Trent Williams and Debo yeah, Samuels and Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. I'm just gonna throw it out there because I know what the narratives are gonna listen, be this listen, week. So. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna. Listen, like I said, of the four teams left, like everyone is like a feel good story to me if they win, except for Nick Bosa. And that's who the Niners are. They're Nick Bosa. And and I do not apologize for painting that whole team because of one individual, because Nick Bosa and his crowd do that to us all the time. So I am doing that to the 49ers. I am not rooting for the Nick Bosa's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that you will be happy on some level for me if the 49ers win the yeah. Super Bowl, and I would just rest assured in that. And I'll just continue to send you memes about how great Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are. Yeah, I love Trent. Like I told y'all, before I gave up Washington, he was like my last favorite Washington player. So always a, a special place in my heart for the big fellow there. 
I had not been tapped in enough with football to be following who the God tier offensive linemen on other teams were. But since that dude got to San Francisco, I, like I've gone back and watched old highlight films of him in Washington. Like he might be the best of all time on the left side, man. He's crazy. Like the, it's a play where he threw a defensive end into a linebacker that knocked into a cornerback. Like that's a Disney movie kids yeah. sports yeah. movie shit. That should not be yeah. happening to grown millionaires in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if he'll ever be better than Walter Jones. Though. Walter Jones is the best left tackle ever, in my opinion. He had nine Pro Bowl selections and 10 career holding penalties. <laughs> One of the most insane fucking stats in sports history, dog. For sure. In the, in the modern hyper-athletic NFL, seeing Trent Williams run at the speed he can... Yeah. Have the strength he does is some, I, you know, Aaron. And Donald he always play. runs head on into them tussles. That's what I loved about him most. When shit goes down, he is Johnny on the spot, bro. You love to have a dude like that on your team. You do for sure. So let's talk about that Niners Packers game. You know, Tyler, they tried to tell me Jordan Love was the one, and they forgot <laughs> to measure that mustache, that skinny little that mustache, skinny. not big enough to hold the hopes and dreams of the Packer Nation. <laughs> The Vince stash. Hey, dude, um, does Jordan Love remind y'all of the homie Logan Murdoch, or is it just me, man? I'm like, yo, that's the bro Logan right there. Shout out to Logan, man. But, um, but yeah, I just... That, I, no, I feel... I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, my dog Logan just, just go to fro, and he there. But, um... That throw, man. I feel like we just have to discuss that before we discuss anything else. What the fuck? You talk about that? the interception in the game. Yes, the game, game ceiling, ceiling interception. Triple coverage. Yes. Across his body, across the field. Game fucking ceiling interception. You saw you saw 49er players throwing their hands on like, yes, before it even got picked off. <laughs> right? Like, like the homie picked it off before his other homie could pick it off. Like it was just a terrible fucking throw, dog. I just like, like, and I remember I was watching it and I was like, Oh shit, there's gotta be somebody wide the fuck open. And then the camera pan, and all I saw was fucking red and gold. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? It, what were you like it, in that moment, Mike? I know you were fucking ecstatic. I was well, no, I, I actually had the same initial reaction that you did when he threw it. Like it, it is a weird thing that we get football from the sideline cam and not from the end zone cam because you can't see. So I had yeah. the same reaction as you did. He's rolling out to his right, he turns and chucks it. Now, he had the interception earlier, but it was, you know, I, I, I don't really fault him for that one. You know what I mean? It was it's a tip. A, that, yeah. yeah. Tip pass. It wasn't a great throw, but it was kind of a normal incompletion. It was a tip pass off his receiver. That, that happened to up, tip yeah. up. Exactly. So, you know, the way this game had gone, you know, I don't know what coverage you're in. I don't know what routes people are running. But the way the game had gone, when he threw the ball out of the camera frame, it was a dude wide open, like you said. So he threw it, and I was, in, I was already cussing. And then, you know, and then we get the interception and Vinny and Maya and I were just running around the house screaming and cussing. You know what I mean? We were just, we were going nuts, bro. My kids understand now with football, like they've fully been indoctrinated into it. They understand they can say whatever they want to say. I said a couple words I shouldn't have said in front of my children this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I got one look from Char. <laughs> and I was like, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. <laughs> You say he's soft. You say that player is soft. Oh, no. No. (laughs) You didn't didn't hear that word from dad. But uh, no, yeah, I was ecstatic. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. All of the the quarterback narratives are are where we get into NBA media territory. Like, it's the dumbest shit in the world to me, bro. Like, there's so many different components and players on a football field. And, like, Jordan Love had a great game. He had a better game than Brock Purdy, without question. But at the end of the game, all anyone was going to look at is the last two drives. Brock Purdy had a great drive. He was, I think, four or five, five or six on the final drive to win the game. Jordan Love, two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Looking very much like Brett Favre or a gunslinging-ass Green Bay Packer quarterback. And I, yeah. I was, I'll take a game manager that wins over a gunslinger that throws two picks in the fourth, bro. Like, that's just where I'm at with it. So Yeah, it's just, it just, you know... You got to a point in that game where you just knew Green Bay was going to lose because they were leaving too much money on the table. The 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 red zone um, trips that they had to settle for two field goals, that fourth and one they didn't convert, the two drop picks, the missed field goal. It was like, bro, Green Bay is just leaving way too much motherfucking money on the table. And, you know, I don't it's, think anyone was really surprised that it ended that way. Well, besides that horrendous throw, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that because that's the rationality you can have when you're just watching a football game. I felt like I didn't feel that way at all. I, I, I and I think I tweeted. I, I felt like we were going to win that game for about ninety seconds. 
the two teams I was most worried about in the playoffs were the Packers and the Ravens. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I really, like, compared to the matchups coming up, whatever, I, I just, I did not feel good about having a young quarterback who's playing well with nothing to lose coming in, all that other shit. Because we've been on the other side of that. That was how Kaepernick went into Green Bay and beat them. I think it was mm-hmm. the second time ever anyone beat him in Lambeau. So, yeah, I was uh, I was relieved, and, and Jordan Love can spend the offseason trying to thicken that mustache up a little bit, you know, for the bright <laughs> lights next season. Uh, all right, should we talk Ravens-Texans? Hell yeah, let's do it. MLK back in the crowd to cheer on the Ravens. <laughs> Time traveling. Bro, um, Martin Luther King's daughter retweeted that shit. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that dude looked just like MLK, bro. You know, I, I, I saw that, which is actually the only reason I make a joke about it, is that she, she tweeted and someone responded and was like, you know, I always wonder how you guys would feel about the, all of the stuff that gets posted, you know, of your dad and everything. And she said, basically, she doesn't like any memes where people refer to people getting arrested using her dad. And she doesn't like it when he's used to promote parties. And she said, other than that, we all mm. think it's funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she we was like, don't like this the one, party shit either. The yeah. party shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> like yeah, party flyers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> A bottle, like talking about bottle service, right? Other runner MLK's face. That's insanity, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, They're chilling with these fuck niggas though, like the that that shit. <laughs> you, have you ever seen that meme? Oh, I, I wonder if she likes that one. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Shoot it away, man. <laughs> they, they should they should have dropped. I might I might drop that in her mentions and see. Can we get away with this one? You know. Yeah, I would like your blessing to use this. You know, on your. <laughs> um, anyway, let's but let, let's let's talk about the, the first of all. We are the official podcast of CJ Stroud and uh, Mufasa, uh, Mufasa, <laughs> Mufasa D'Amico Ryan. Mufasa D'Amico Ryan. The future's bright as fuck in Houston. I, yeah. I have so much respect for CJ, and clearly D'Amico's in the right spot. I, I just, I'm very excited to see that team next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, going into that, that was a game where, where I was like, hey, whoever wins, I'm, I'm happy for them, right? You know what I'm saying? And this is a hell of a year that the Texans, like, who the fuck had the Texans? You know, not only winning their division, but winning a playoff game, right? So, you know, hats off to 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 D'Amico. Hats off to CJ. Future's right there for sure. Uh, that being said, the Ravens look like the Ravens. They look like the one seed. I continue to think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and Lamar shut a lot of people up. I mean, I I didn't want to have us be one of the podcasts that was in on that narrative, but he had not had a lot of playoff success <clears throat> in his career. It was really the only thing he was missing. Obviously, you're still just in the AFC Championship game, but they're going to get it at home. He's one win away from a Super Bowl. Um, I thought he, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't really know who in the league. If you lined the whole league up and said, we're picking, we're picking for a 10 on 10 on the playground, I don't know who anyone in the world would pick over Lamar. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that second half was incredible. Like, they had about 350 total yards of offense. He had 250 of them, 100 yards rushing, like 150 yards thrown. Um, was responsible for all four TDs either in the air or, you know, rushing them in. So incredible performance from Lamar there. Real quarterbacky. Real Love looking real quarterbacky. <laughs> looking out real there. quarterbacky. <laughs> uh Lions, Bucks. Um, I, you know, I think I'm a smart football fan, Tyler. But someone has to explain this to me like I'm in kindergarten, the going for two down four to you. What is the why is this happening? I don't it, because it's now it's what everybody's doing. Why would you not just play to extend the game? I don't understand what the purpose of it is. I mean, it, it's it's the analysis, right? Well, you know, they were they converted like sixty percent of their two point conversions. I think this season, their whole goal there was okay. We're gonna have two shots here at two point conversions, right? If if we're gonna stay in this, you know, if if we score twice, so they're like, okay, if we get a two point conversion here once, you know, on, on our first try, and we get a touchdown again. We kick the extra point, we win, right? Or if we, you know, we get the two point conversion, or if we whiff on the two point conversion here, we get another touchdown. Then we get another, um, you know, shot at the two point conversion. So we've got a sixty percent chance on both of these. You feel me? So it's the numbers game there. I'm not mad at it. They were playing, you know, for the win, of course, and they did it at at at, at the front end instead of at the back end if they scored again. Okay, that's a good explanation. I feel like it's. I feel like it. It, it drops. I mean, I know analytics people don't like. Talking about momentum, but I feel like it does. It does kind of like deflate you a little bit. You score a touchdown, and then you you miss out on a two point conversion, and now it's like, okay, fuck. Now we have to get the ball back. We have to score. We have to get a two point conversion just to go to overtime. Like that to me is a flip side. Obviously, Baker ends up throwing a pick anyway, 
you know, who I, I'm not going to say that's because they were down by eight instead of down by seven or whatever. But I, I don't know. That's that to me is a flip yeah. side is like you're feeling so up right now. The defense is about to run on the field feeling so up. And then you just sort of voluntarily risk making it harder. That's the part that I don't I don't know. But I see what you're saying on the analytic that like if it's two sixty percent chances, obviously, then the analytics are on your side. So I guess I get that. Right, right. And, you know, that Baker pick, it, it wasn't as egregious as the, the Jordan Love pick because Jordan, the, the Packers had a hell of a shot, right? Like they were in good field position. You know, the Bucks had to go like 90 yards, a minute, 10 seconds left, one TD. You know, like, you know, that was just, that was going to be a hell of a task for, for Baker to pull off. So, yeah. Baker showed out this season, man. Hats off to him. He's a legit quarterback. I'm 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 happy for Baker. I I never saw any reason to dislike that dude. He's like a he's a annoying uh shit talking white dude. Yeah. I can't fault yeah you, someone for that. You can <laughs> you can be a dickhead but not an asshole, right? Like it's kind of a, I feel I feel like he's way more of a dickhead than an asshole. And it, and it's yeah. like he hasn't done any he hasn't done anything harmful besides just being full of himself. And you know I don't hate guys like that. Yeah. Right, now, but I'm, that Nick Bosa, let me tell you about him. <laughs> You know, love the way he rushes the quarterback, and, and that's the only place he exists in the world to me. So, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. It's, it's like we said uh, with John and Kyrie. You know, uh, the art is being separated from the artist real easily for me with Nick Bosa. The, the art is just falling man. right off the bone, bro. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't take that from. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm happy for, I mean, I mean, I hope it's the end of the good news for them, but I'm very happy for the city of Detroit, um, seeing people again, just losing their mind, sobbing in the crowd. Like that was beautiful. Um, we do have a huge lions fan here in long beach who I told, uh, I would write a, a feature about if the line he's from Detroit. I said, if the lions get to the super bowl, I'll write a, a feature about you. And I have to tell him on Monday, if they beat the Niners, I'm not writing shit about you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not going to sit down and interview you about the Lions beating the Niners. <laughs> but I'm happy for Detroit. That that was awesome. Yeah, man. That moment Dan Campbell had in the locker room. Did you see that shit? Yes. Yeah. Hell of a coach, man. He's special, bro. I he mean, is. I like, you well, know, to me. The most football yes guy to ever football guy, it looks like. Like, that motherfucker was born for this shit. Well, well, and I've seen Mina talking about Mina Kimes talking about this too, like very analytics forward, like always making the right analytic decision, but then also making the insane speeches that get guys fired up to go execute the correct analytic strategy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He, will, he, will go, he will go to work on that calculator and then say some shit to make his guys run through a wall for him, right? Like you don't see that combination. He'll do the number, you know, the crunch the numbers on the calculator, and then he'll write boobs and turn it upside down and show everybody. You know what I mean? He's got both sides of the calculator working for him. Um, all right, let's talk about the Bills-Chiefs game. First of all, you said it. I, I mean, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I, w- I was rooting for the Bills in that game, bro. Why right in Buffalo to miss out on the AFC Championship game? Like, that honestly felt scripted in a mean way right. a, a, a proud bills tradition right there bro we saw those those motherfuckers were shoveling the whole fucking stadium out in in the dead of the night like like we got reports that they didn't finish until like 12 a.m and you know it's cold as fuck at 12 a.m in buffalo like minus six degrees or some shit y'all go out there and then y'all lose in the most buffaloiest way possible god damn what bills happened fans, bro man. The, the 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 kicker they had a chance to uh to tie the game kicker pushed it wide right which if if you know buffalo bills history that you know norwood it missed it wide right obviously for them in the championship like it, it was just a and the raw it was the flip side of detroit detroit you saw people hugging their grandpa sobbing and I don't know that I've ever seen sports fans crying as Grown hard as crying. some of those Bills fans were. I mean, that, how did that Josh was some, Allen play? How did how, prior to that? How oh, Josh Allen was dealing. He was balling. Okay, okay. It was a great game. They had at one point in in a six drive span, they had had five lead changes. Like it was an awesome game. Jeez. It was back and forth. It did feel like the. It felt to me like the Bills were going to win it, and to yeah. miss out on it in that way, like like they they need to do a wellness check. Like as people are leaving the stadium, I mean, people were like sobbing, John, like yeah. so, like ugly crying in the yeah, stadium, right. bro. It was fucking it was not bubbles, was, all types of shit. But yeah, hell of yeah. a game. Like 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 this might be the best rivalry in the NFL right about now. Like I'm sure this is going to be the, the the fucking season opener come next season. So yeah, yeah, hell of I a game. I will be and there fucking, no matter what. 
Yeah, and and Mahomes, man, motherfucking Mahomes, six seasons as a starter, six straight AFC championships, dog. With this fucking Jeez. batch of receivers, with with the throwing the motherfuckers who 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 who, who wearing the who wearing the motherfucking Hulk gloves, the Hulk smash gloves, you going to the AFC championship with them? Bro, like I've said, I've said, like, it only took me to, like, the second season to say, okay, I've seen enough. This is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my life, right? And I was like, okay, he's just got to run that resume up some more to be the GOAT. And, bro, he is making really good time right now. What, who, who did you have as the most talented quarterback prior to him? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Q-A-Rod, yeah. Yeah, yeah motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. how you could say anything else about Pat at this point, man. We've seen him do a hurt. We've seen him do it in crunch time. You've said, I mean, like, I, I think he's, is he five and zero against the Bills in the playoffs now? Or so? I mean, it's it's the numbers are crazy. Three and zero, but it, but it's like six six years in a row to the AFC Championship game. And you said it. This is by far the worst roster he's had around him. Yeah. It feels the cool thing about Mahomes to me is it feels like Josh Allen a little bit as well. Is those are the two guys at least current active players in the NFL who have the most ability to like cliche, like will their team to win. It's like, they just like put it, it just feels like they're just truly willing their team to victory. And Pat Mahomes is just better at it. It seems than Josh Allen, (laughs) Josh Allen is the second best person at it in the NFL, but Pat Mahomes is now three and oh against him in the playoffs. Yeah. That last drive that they were putting together, it was the the, the last bills drive. It was fucking masterful. They were milking the shit out that clock, right? Like I thought that they were just gonna, you know, go ahead and probably get a TD to, to, to lock it up. But, Wide right. Strikes again. Goddamn. Crazy shit. Um, all right. Let's talk about... Uh, okay, actually, I want to ask you one more question about Mahomes. I saw, I saw your tweet about, uh, about that. I agree with you, by the way. I think you're 100% correct. How do you feel about... Like, at this point in Tom Brady's career, I hated Tom Brady already. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I feel like with some of the stuff with his wife throwing drinks at people and his brother and everything, I feel like you started to see some people being a little bit negative about him last year, but he still more or less feels like the golden child to me. I don't really see anyone like hating on Pat Mahomes. Do you still like him? I mean, are you still rooting for oh, him? I, I love, Do you think most Pat people Mahomes. are? I love Pat Mahomes for one because of it. I, I feel like last season we learned a, a little bit more about him when, when his pops got introduced to us. You know, I feel like that gave us kind of a, a little <laughs> bit more of some insight to him. And I remember after the Super Bowl when he won and he went in there with the with the championship belt. And he gave it to like one of his D linemen, right? Like, 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 you know, shit like that. Like you see that his guys love him. You know what I mean? So, so, so that counts a bit for me. When I see that, you know, a quarterback has, you know, the whole locker room behind him, that, that kind of, you know, lends to tell me saying, okay, you might be a solid motherfucker. Cause it's, it's quarterbacks out here who that, you know, that locker room is not fucking with them. Like Russell Wilson, for instance, you know? So yeah, I, I think Mahomes is a solid dude because, you know, say, like I said, you can see the way he interacts with his teammates and the way yeah. his, his teammates interact with him. For sure. I, I love Mahomes. The one thing that I will say about this topic is a, there's a, is a little bit of online discourse about the way announcers, like in-game announcers, talk about oh, yeah, him. Yeah. Mahomes would have like, done this. Yeah. Sort of like LeBron and Steph thing from when they were like mm-hmm. really in their prime when it's like, oh my God, can we enough about this guy? Like he he did a throw that a lot of other quarterbacks can make. Why are we treating it like... Right, that's like, like a running joke. Like if, Yes, if, why are yeah, we yeah, saying yeah. he broke the, the sport? He just threw right. the ball eight yards. So like that's <laughs> the only like thing that I feel like people... And that's not even really his fault. But, yeah, bro. Like I said, I'm not mad at it. He's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. And a lot of people are with me on that. So I don't mind the glazing, honestly, because we ain't never seen a motherfucker like him. I just think glazing is such a funny, like, I, so I just, funny. I, I just never understood. Like, I've always been a fan to some extent, either like, like if you, if you love an athlete or you hate an athlete, you're a fan, right? They're, they're getting some kind of a big emotion right. out of you. And I've never felt like ironic about the top player in a sport that i follow like i happen to like michael jordan i happen to love lebron but like i would never just see those guys like oh they're talking too much about how the greatest guy in the world is good i just don't understand that reaction it seems so try hard to me you know what i mean like it feels like the kid who's spending too much energy in class trying to look smart yeah it's hard to be reasonable about somebody we've never seen do something before like, you want me to watch Steph Curry be Steph and be reasonable? Or LeBron James do LeBron James shit and be reasonable? Why? Like, I'm only human. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, of course I'm amazed. You know what I'm saying? At what these people are doing. Mahomes, like you said, is the most talented quarterback ever. I mean, I'm going to go a little far, but I can't be reasonable seeing him do what he's doing. Yeah. Nobody can. You know what I mean? 
You're just supposed to watch the dude like in a lead a fourth quarter comeback and be like, oh, he's making a throw that seven other people can make. I, yeah. You know, like, what, like, what's the <laughs> what's the value oh. of that? Uh, uh, the nut live on camera. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that that is the other thing though. Actually, you make a great point, John. I mean, if, if, if the term for it now it used to be, you know, oh, they're soaking his dick too much. And now if it's glazing, it's like that's a that's no, a that's a, that's, a, a, that's the most watched entertainment somebody, product in the world. I might as well bop the best that's ever done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> If I'm a bop a nigga, I'm a bop LeBron, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Shit. I ain't bopping you. I'm bopping my homes. <laughs> that ain't even gay, nigga. <laughs> yeah. That's Social what I'm supposed clip. to do. Fuck you, mean? Social clip. There we go. Right. There. That's just appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> oh just, shit. shit that's your hall pass you know <laughs> right? rather you already know it's lebron she gonna be like pop off to the back nigga mo neck nigga mo neck please <laughs> don't embarrass us in front of company motherfucker <laughs> throw that motherfucking neck from the side nigga <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! Shit. All right, um, let's talk about. Oh shit! Tyler and I have a difference of opinion on this. I'm curious for for John. I, we were very close to getting the most interesting, sonically the most interesting rap beef of all time <laughs> with Lupe Fiasco and Kid Cudi. I'm glad that they made up. I always want to see maturity, but I would have loved to have had a song back and forth first. And Tyler says that I'm wrong for. Leaning into the samurai seppuku <laughs> bars that we would have had in that shit, bro. It look, would have been. Go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I I wonder what you think. Cuddy and Lupe have had a beef for about ten years over some Twitter shit. Right? You knew this though. I wasn't yeah. aware until I wasn't weekend. aware either. Oh yeah, Lupe. Lupe would would was always would would always say some slick shit to Cuddy on on Twitter for all of us to see, right? But um, yeah, basically Lupe was doing uh, verses, you know, for fans for, for like eighty bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that, and 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 Cuddy, you know, t- quote tweeted him and said, you know, where's all this money that that you're getting going to? Like just hating, right? Cuddy admitted himself he did some fuck shit, right? And so that's where the beef stemmed from because you know he was hating on some shit. How like long that. ago? This was th- this was like so 2014 or something. That tweet yeah. was like ten years ago. Yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. 2014 uh-huh. or some shit. And some right? pure so, like exactly what you say. You only send that tweet to someone you really hate. Right, right. And <laughs> so and that's where it started. So Lupe's been like fuck him ever since. Yeah. I get it now though. It kind of makes and, sense. Yeah, and the I whole think thing, I always feel like fuck you if you yeah. try to play me on that some shit. Like and that, and yeah. the whole thing is is and they weren't just associates or you know just fuck through each other on Twitter. Like Lupe said. You know, when he was going through his depressive episodes and shit, he reached out and was like, yo, I'm here if you need anything. And then you, right, he did right. that to him on Twitter. Like, that's some fuck shit. And Cuddy admitted it was some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and good yeah, for yeah, Cuddy yeah. for having the fucking, you know, you know, the the, the, the fucking perspective to realize. Because niggas will die on fuck some fuck shit. shit. Yeah. So I'm glad he, you know what I'm saying? He, he stood right. on it. You feel me? And- yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, a new interview comes up where Cuddy said some slick shit about Lupe. And Lupe went on this fucking two-day rant basically just going at at, at Cuddy and they patched that shit up and I love to see it. Like I said, this is the type of rap beef that I love. I like to see rap beefs where there's genuine hate between people at first. We get some entertaining back and forths, you know, some funny threats of violence. Lupe said he wanted to beat his ass so bad he was having a migraine. That shit yeah, killed that me, dog. Yeah. That's great. That was great. I want to beat this nigga so bad my head hurts. <laughs> right. Bro, that was very incredible. relatable. From right, a- right. <laughs> so, 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 you know, some funny, empty threats of violence. And then, you know, they, they patch yes. it up with some heartfelt shit, right? Like, that's how I like to see my beefs go. Now, sonically, it would have been the worst fucking beef. <laughs> Of Horrible. all time. Horrible. <laughs> if Lupe and Cuddy went in the booth and went at each other, like I said, Lupe would have been out here doing some metaphysical fucking samurai seppuku bars, and Cuddy would have just aggressively hummed back at him. None of us would have had any fun with that beef, dog. I'm glad they kept it out of the booth. And I, I'm i one who loves diss tracks, but I did not want to see a back and forth on wax between those two. Hell no. Nah. I think the drama's way more fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We got the beef. We got the, you know, the peak. And then it, 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 the circle closed. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got the full story. You know what I mean? Like that, That I would have not have played that one time, bro. That shit would have been horrible. There's no way. I couldn't imagine Cuddy, like all 138 pounds of him lying about fighting anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 
what the fuck? I would do what? Nigga, shut the fuck up. You know about, what I mean? About I, I, I don't, and I don't MIT mean... professor Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But that MIT professor would have bust his ass, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it would have been close. So, nah, we didn't need that. I do like lies and rap at times, but I didn't need that lie. You feel me? Yeah. The list of people that I would side with against Lupe Fiasco and any sort of beef is probably limited to like the two of you and like people I'm blood related to. Like as soon as Lupe, <laughs> as soon as I saw the, I want to beat him up so bad. I have a migraine. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> You've been there. You've been but, there. Well, but also just like, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on his side. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love Lupe Fiasco. Like, yes, I don't care who this is or what they did. And I was happy to see that uh, it, it, I, I feel justified because I did feel like Kit Cudi was on some very goofy yeah, shit. Yeah, was some bullshit he was on. And what, uh, we, we cl- yes, Lupe is who he is now, but I do want to talk about how good those first two albums were. Incredible. And I met him like after the first one, like on, he was on a college tour. He bowed to me, the nicest motherfucker ever. You know what I'm saying? Just so kind. So I knew it had to be some fuck shit. If he didn't like somebody, because he, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and he's too smart to just be angry for no reason to me. I don't know why I just felt, I just felt that way. You know, I feel like, and anyway, but uh, yeah, like he was, he was so kind. But I mean, yes, these would have been trash now, but those first two albums, fucking incredible music. So yeah, yeah. Food and Liquor and the Cool, phenomenal. So Crazy. I'm going to run that shit back on the street. I might get high yeah. listen to the Cool. And that enemy of the state mixtape, bro. Like that's. That's some of the I, best I never rap. Heard, I never tipped. I never tapped never into the mixtape. I don't know. I'm, I may have. I may His have. mixtapes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yes. The enemy of the state. He dropped enemy that 2000, 2009. I think that is the best rapping we ever heard from Lupe on that shit. He went Be- fucking crazy on that shit. Better than his first album. Yes, I'm telling you. Go, go tap into that enemy of the state mixtape. He's rapping I, on everyone I else's beats. I had to beats. have heard it. I yeah. had to have heard it. I just probably maybe I turning on my turning on my that piff. Bad life. <laughs> hey, that piff held us down, man. Oh, R.I.P. Is it a over cultural with it, institution? Piff? It's got to be over with, right? Yeah, I think it is. Got to be, bro. Uh, I told y'all, I, I, I quit my like the reason, the only reason I have the career I have is because of the, those two, those two albums. Literally, like I, I had a job I hated out of college. I was like, had told myself, like all twenty-two-year-olds tell themselves, like I'm gonna get this job so I can pay the bills and I'm gonna chase my dreams in my free time, right? Like. I'm going to work on a novel, like all this other shit. And I hated the job so much. Like, I, I think I've, I've told y'all about it. I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod. I, I was a business, I was a uh, assistant editor at a business trade magazine corporation. We had school bus monthly. We had nails monthly. We had Metro monthly. It's all these nails horrible magazines. <laughs> yeah, bro. Jesus like, Christ. yes. Like that was like day one. Like you're what? writing a profile on, on this nail tech and you're writing copy for an ad about these press on nails. And I was like, Oh, those type of nails. Yeah. I was Cosmetic like, you might nails. have the wrong person. Cause I don't know. And they were like, you, you'll figure it out, you know? And, uh, I did it for like three months and I just hated it. And I got to where, um, my only two friends were the two black girls who worked there. We would have lunch together every day and I got to the, and they were in this exact same headspace I was. And I got to the point where I like, couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't even talk to them. I would leave like the second I could hit my button for lunch. I would run in the car. I would drive to Trader Joe's. I would get a 99 cent baguette and a $2 pack of turkey. And I would make myself a turkey baguette sandwich and sit in the car and listen to those two Lupe Fiasco albums over and over again. And finally, one day, literally, I was like, this motherfucker is having so much fun Mm. doing the shit that he want that he's supposed to be here doing. Like, like he's having so much fun. And I hate every minute of my and like I get home and I don't want to write or do anything because I just feel like gross. And so that's, I told y'all, like I had like a little mini nervous breakdown one day, came back after lunch, walked into my boss's office and I was like, I quit. Like I'm at, she was like, oh, do you put in your two weeks notice? I was like, no, I am leaving right now. You are never going to see me again. I need you to cut me a check right now. I'm gone. (laughs) And I literally, I listened, I listened to the cool the whole way home. I like blew the speakers on the Honda Accord out (laughs) and never looked back, bro. What was what was the worst job y'all ever had? Was that the worst job you ever had? It was, just because it was the first bad job I had that I that I could see adult job. Yeah, like because there were people okay. there who thought they were doing what I was doing, 
and who are still there 20 years later. So it was the, it was the first time I was ever looking into forever at a bad okay. job. All the other bad jobs I had were like fun or funny or there were funny stories, but it was never like, but I was making enough money at it that I was like, I could feel myself getting like locked into it if I didn't okay. get the fuck out, you know? So, so for that reason, it's the only job that's ever affected me emotionally. I've had shitty jobs, but that's the only one that ever like affected my sleep. Mm. Yeah. I had a job in college during the summer in between school years where I was working on a construction site. Worst fucking job of my life. Because, of course, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at a construction site. I don't have any certifications. I don't know what I'm doing. So I did all the bullshit, right? Like, I was out there shoveling broken bricks and putting them in wheelbarrows. Yeah, and, you was doing the grunt yeah, work. I was doing they, the, but yeah. that's how you start, though. That's how yeah. everybody on construction That was the worst fucking job of my life, bro. I yeah. was like, dog, like. Like, give me any office job over this bullshit. Office jobs are a luxury. If you're sitting down in a climate controlled environment, regardless of how shitty that job is, trust me, it can get way fucking worse. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. I, I, dude, I was working two men in a truck outdoors, um, like in Alabama, bro. And I, and like, and that was, I, I had fun. Like, it was, it was, it was hot as fuck. We was tired, but I had fun because it was just all my niggas was working the same job, and we was. Wildin', bro. That was a hell of a summer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> crazy summer. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but um, the the worst job I've ever had was definitely like a call center job. Like I, that's the one job where I like I was there a week and a half, just went home one day for lunch and never, never ever <laughs> talked to anybody except for Toy again, <laughs> the homegirl Toy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Toy, man. She was but anyway, other than that, it was a wrap. I feel like I just got the the, the bougie card just got uh, Uno reversed at me on, on me having a nervous <laughs> breakdown at a white collar office job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working, bro. Bro, we was what was crazy about two men in the truck was made it terrible. Which I mean, was would be terrible now. Was like I was young, I give a fuck. I mean, anyway, what made it terrible? Uh, what made it terrible now is that every morning you called at six a.m. to see if you were working that day. Like you didn't know until the day before. We had no schedule. So every morning we called to see if we were working. I didn't know how many hours I was going to get from day to day. And then you pulled up and you didn't know like how, what, how big the move was going to be, if there's going to be multiple moves. You never knew what your day was going to be like. But I mean, we, I was with the homies, so it was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Usually I was paired with a homie. You know what I mean? That feels like so right. emotionally manipulative. It's probably illegal. You know what I mean? The like, I mean, call it, call it six at like, no matter what you're doing the night before, you got to wake up and call at six o'clock in the morning every fucking day. And then you, you got to try you and go back to bed. <laughs> right. Exactly. That, <laughs> that was that, every day bro. you had to call. It didn't have to be that way, but they were just, I remember the dude that was running us, like what I was like running the shit was this white dude that he like, he wanted us to run from the truck to the house. Yeah. He was like, you're taking, if you're walking, I'm like, we're moving. Fuck that, I just bro. grab an armoire <laughs> and you want me to fucking run back to the house. They said he, he said his nickname was Prefontaine because he was always running. I'm like, bitch, I hope you still there, fuck nigga. It's still fuck him. I'm on my Lupe shit with him. <laughs> I want to beat his ass so bad my head hurts right now. <laughs> Prefontaine, bro. Calling him Prefontaine because he was always running. I'm like, good for you, bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, God, bro. Wow. I hate people like that. Yes. You know what I mean? I hate that particular type of person. Jesus. Yeah, man. Um, well, we can't looking uh, ass weirdo ass dude, bro. We, we anyway. can't ask Jackson because he's 16 years old, so the worst job he ever had was like <laughs> mowing lawns or something. But uh, he had to baby, he had to babysit someone, and the dad kept coming home an hour later than he was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was working at mine was working uh, at a golf course. I don't have had very many bad jobs. Like I was about to say, as far as I know, you only no, 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 everyone relax. I'm the boozy everyone guy relax. I worked public, at a golf course one public, summer. Public I got a fifty dollar tip instead of a hundred dollar tip. It was no horrible. Tips, not a caddy. <laughs> no, not working in the front, having to wash carts, carry heavy like hundred pound. What the? That's, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. I got arrow. This was a yeah. I know. dunked on your ass, bro. I had to like lift hundred pound like trash cans full of golf balls. You know, it was. I was working at Lowe's as a loader, bro. I had the worst jobs. I'm just saying that's my that was my worst job. Hardee's was like, bro, and I loved. I had fun at these horrible ass jobs, but I was saying. (sighs) All right, 
Let's talk about, before we get to Dookie Butt of the Week, I, I, I should have just made this dude my Dookie Butt of the Week. But y'all saw the video. It got like 20-something million views of the um, the Gen Z guy talking about Gen Z's been through so much. Uh, and that's how, and you know that they've been through so much because he looks so old. This is a dude who looks just like <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Bro. <laughs> looks like fucking Fonzie Bear. He looks like a <laughs> handsome old man. Like, he looks like he used to be good looking when young. And he's like, nigga, I am young. And it's like, oops. Like, you would, if, if he asked you his age, you would say like 35 and be like, okay, like, that's a compliment, right? And he's 10 years younger than that. It's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, listen, as someone who grew facial hair at a young age and has looked old, it's not the forever, facial hair, brother. The facial hair he is has a part grays. of it. He has grays. He's dressed like he's an old been, man, bro. He's dressing himself he, he, like an old man. Bro, nigga, there's a... Uh, he's, he's dressed like he's trying to get South. into the R-rated movie, bro. Like, he's dressed <laughs> like a nigga that went to Al- University of Alabama. Like, any SEC high, like college dude, he's dressed like that motherfucker. And they don't look as old as him. You know what I mean? Like, he's just an old face ass young nigga, bro. You know what I mean? It's crazy. That and he has a, the thick, the thick beard that that like starts that does this. It has no dip in it. It goes right from his nostrils to no, his he's ears. He's got like you know an Irish I mean? beard, bro. People, you know yeah. what I mean. That's even a hairy. I'm a hairy dude. I don't. My beard doesn't go all the way up to my eye pouch. You yeah, know? all of this is there. Yeah, yeah, filling that in. You know, that dude said he was 26 years old. He was born in 1997. Like that's what 1997 looks like. Like goddamn, dog. But yeah, I mean, man. it might be hard, man. These niggas want to grow up to be influencers. That's not a real future, nigga. Like, they don't have anything to look forward to, bro. <laughs> that has to soak, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, and the whole thing is, the, yeah, the whole thing is they are not delusion like we were about how tough adulthood was going to be, right? They know that it is a shit show out here. So they're dealing with that fucking stress like every fucking day. Yeah. D- different, different grind for, for Gen Z than it was for us, bro. For sure, man. The, the American that, dream still has some legs with us a little bit. Not with them. <laughs> you said the what? The American the, dream. <laughs> yeah, that shit dead, bro. Them legs broke like a motherfucker. That yeah. shit in the wheelchair yeah, yeah. with we, them, we, bro. We, we was growing up thinking we was going to make 100 grand by the time we were 25 and shit. Like, there come on, go, now. Please, bro. Yeah. I remember this nigga told me he wanted to retire at 35. I'm like, oh, that's dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How you do it, How do you? I'm asking like a, we, we both was in two minute of the truck, nigga. And I'm asking this motherfucker, how you plan on doing that? You know what I mean? And we could, we could at least lie to ourselves. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. believe, you know, like, nigga, you can't lie to yourself up at that age they nah, nah they had google since they were kids they knew what fuck was they knew this shit was trash at six yeah i mean <laughs> they, like they were handed smartphones with um they were handed anxiety machines you know what i mean like at a very young age like i i continue to hope that one day we will look back and be like can you believe that 13 year olds had access to instagram like isn't that criminal <laughs> That we allow like that cigar- shit. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. like cigarettes and shit, right? We're gonna be looking at this shit like how we looked at like eight-year-old chimney sweeps in England and shit. Like, we like, should bro, be. Were, yeah. We should be, bro. Like if you look, I mean, there's medical studies about what it's done to anxiety and all this other shit. These kids don't like we've talked about this. There's all the studies, like teenagers, people, kids in their early 20s, they're not even having sex, bro. You know what I mean? Like they're so stressed the fuck out. They just like like you're not even being a young person. That's why you're looking old, bro. Get, bro. get off TikTok. Stop making TikToks about how old you feel and go do some young person shit, bro. Come on. Nigga, my, my Honda was nothing but DNA in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you turn a black line on that motherfucker, it look like a murder scene, nigga. <laughs> Arrest this man. <laughs> Oh my god! Fuck you, man, right. bro. Be what young, a, please. What a segue into Dookie Butt of the Week, John. Why don't you go first, bro? I, <laughs> I don't have a Dookie Butt. I don't have a Dookie Butt. I don't have a Dookie Butt this week, John. Why don't you go I last? Was, I was gonna say. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go last. Go All ahead. All right, Jackson. Who's your Dookie Butt of the Week? My Dookie Butt is uh this. There's like a specific brand of TikTok like business influencers who are horrible. And one of them's name is Grant Cardone, and his daughter is on TikTok. I don't, I'm I'm angry that I, this is even showing up on my feed. I recognize, I understand how the algorithm works. I'm not happy that I'm seeing this. Uh, his daughter, who's like 16 or something, posted some video about like, here's how I plan to be a millionaire before I turn 20, and it's like, and and it's like the step one of the plan is be hired, have a job at Grant Cardone's company, 
And I'm Obviously. just like, you, this is this is a joke. Like this is so this is not it's not her fault. She's a child. Well, I'm not blaming the child. I'm blaming her dad because this is embarrassing and pathetic <laughs> to have to try to make your 16 year old daughter or even not make her empower her to try to like be this weird teen business influencer and and actually have her put out content where it's like, here's how I'm going to become a millionaire by 20. Have my multi-millionaire father hire me. It's a good plan. It's a, hey, hey man, I wish I would. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of jealous, he actually. Dude. I'm, I'm, try, right. I'm trying to get that plan going over here, Jackson. By the way, hey, step bro. two of the plan was like buy, buy commercial real estate before the age of 20, by the way. So that's also a good plan, bro. I mean, I, <laughs> it's not, it's not me. the daughter's fault. She is smart. <laughs> she, she, has a go she, she knows what's going on. Mike, look at the real estate right now, nigga. You know he's trying, <laughs> for Jackson, real. Jackson's you know mad. I mean? She's got a great plan. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> she, she has the means to fulfill. Sound like a hater to I me, can't. man. I don't I know, nigga. I would love to, to participate in this plan. I can't. Jackson wants to fight this teenage girl so bad he's got a migraine right, right now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I get adopted by Grant Cardone. Like, how do I get to be part of this plan for free? Yeah. I don't know. Tyler, who's your dookie butt of the week? Um, I'm going with uh the the people who sunk sports illustrated bro oh God. that Damn, shit bro. that shit was a gut punch when i saw that shit um sports illustrated that is the defining sports publication like um and you know the the whole thing is we 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 just we're just at this time now where if you see like any type of media outlet gets bought by somebody else you know if and, and, and like a merger acquisition or just a straight flat out buy up you know that the death knell is coming soon, right? Like we're not in that era anymore where, you know, if, if um, a media outlet, you know, gets brought and they get brought under a new media umbrella, they've got new plans for them and they're going to strike out in new ventures and all that. You know that the, the shareholders and the stakeholders and the owners are going to find a way to sink that motherfucker and make a profit off it, right? And that's exactly what happened with this Sports Illustrated shit. And the thing is, I think we all kind of saw that they were on their last legs because we talked about this in the group chat. When that story came up about how they had AI reporters making stories, we were like, nasty. We, we were like, bro, if this shit hit 10, 15 years ago, this is the biggest fucking story in sports. And it seemed like no one really cared when that shit hit just a few weeks ago. And it's just, you know, Sports Illustrated was just one of those publications that, you know, helped deepen the love I have for sports when I was a kid reading that shit. Like we talked about it. Uh, on the pod before about how we used to go to the library yes. and read this shit and if it was a hot enough issue or, or cover of after that like i was gonna steal that motherfucker out the library and put it in my book bag and take it to the crib right i got all I, right oopsies <laughs> <laughs> let me get this kevin garnett one <laughs> right but yeah it's 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 just sad I, I just hope they do something with the si vault i hope they archive that shit we cannot you know even though we're never going to get any new you know material from them we we have to preserve what they gave us because they gave us so much like i said the defining sports publication of of all time and it's just a sad fucking story that corporate greed just sent sunk that shit i mean i'm one of uh, you know probably thousands of sports writers who would not have i wouldn't have my profession without sports illustrated sports illustrated was the bridge for a lot of us from Sports are a fun thing we're doing as kids or with, you know, for, for some people, not me, but for some people, some of the fun you're doing with uh, your dad to through adolescence and in high school that like, oh, this is some smart shit, too. I could like uh, dedicate some intellectual energy to this and not feel like a fucking idiot for doing so. You know, mm. it, it was a I mean, there's just no way to put into words how important it was. And you hit it on the head, man. Like. It's private equity, bro. Like every local newspaper in America is under assault off the exact same forces. Like our daily newspaper in Long Beach, I got laid off from it. They laid off all their local sports staff. But <clears throat> two purchases ago, the the first, you know, private equity group that bought it, bought it for the real estate. It was in a huge building in downtown Long Beach. They bought the paper. They sold the building for $7 million dollars. They put everyone in a little bungalow. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's just the reality is the unregulated private equity force in America is exactly what you just said. They're going to kick the door in. They're going to stick a vacuum cleaner in, suck all the money out of it. Then they're going to crumple it up, throw it in the trash can and walk away. I'm not equating it to Sports Illustrated. Pitchfork just got folded into yeah. GQ. Is it going to be yeah. like a tab on GQ or something? The LA Times, for the first time in the 140-year history of their newspaper, 
their staff just went on strike two days ago before we were recording this, <coughs> like, because they're facing mass layoffs, you know, like there's just not really a way forward. And I think, I, I mean, I, this is my sort of crank theory. I think you can trace most of the bad worst parts of America to the number of journalism jobs that have been converted into PR jobs by the tens of thousands over the last 20 years in this country, bro. Like that really is, that's why a lot of things are happening that shouldn't be happening. That's why a lot of people don't know about things that are happening that they should know about. And, you know, we, for what it's worth, my little organization, we're, you know, laid off sports writers in Long Beach, California. We started a nonprofit outlet and we're up to, you know, three full-time employees, 15 freelancers that are regularly paid. And a lot of the people there have been laid off from other publications. I like guess really the only way forward is to just start fresh because we're not going to get Sports Illustrated back. We're not going to get Pitchfork back. It's not going to be long before we're saying we're not going to get the LA Times back. Like it really is crazy because those publications are the repository of our history. But like they're being sold in an unregulated way to people that want to take the money out of them and shut them down. Like that's just yeah. the reality of it. I don't have a point there. It just sucks. No, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Sad shit, man. It's just, it's, it's just like, you know, my heart goes out to all the, the journalists who are losing their jobs, who are unsure of their jobs, you know, in, in this time, because, you know, they went to school for this shit, you know, they put in the work for this shit. And then you're just at the mercy of some rich motherfuckers who do not give a fuck about anything besides money, you know? So, Tyler, I know you you were you were a media major in college. Yeah, journalism, you, do, do you know that all the journalism, like half of the journalism departments in America, are journalism and PR is a major now? Really? Which like yeah, which one of the journalism professors at Long Beach State told me is like that's like having the oncology and cancer major. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> right. it, just, these things are not supposed to be taught together. One of them yeah. is supposed to be the antidote to the other thing. <laughs> but that's the reality of it. I know so many journalists in Long Beach who've left for. PR jobs in the city or the state just because like, Hey man, I'm trying to have a kid. I need to have health insurance and my professional future locked in. Like I'm not trying to be in one of these publications getting a, you know, no raise for 20 years or whatever the fuck. So I get it. All right. My dookie butt of the week is, uh, uh, Rhonda Santos. You know, I mean, congratulations. Uh, the haters told you you couldn't do it and they were correct. <laughs> Excellent call by the haters. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Now, now we, we get to see the kiss the ring shriveling act of his sad ass political career because, you know, he's gone. He's already officially endorsed Trump. So, you know, the ass kissing is coming. The man has no shame, no pride. He is a sad, a sad excuse of a human being. So, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck him. And he's putting with his fingers. He's putting with his motherfucking fingers. He doesn't know how to smile like a human. My doogie butt is Kenya Bears. Have you heard about his uh his new uh, script? Shit. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz, and I mean, we were talking about that in uh, uh my, in my in my other group chat, but uh because you know I can't talk on ours because Tyler's phone won't let me. What are you but, talking uh, about? We're all texting in the group chat. I can't text in nigga, the group you, chat. You texted in the group chat. When did I text in the group like, chat? Uh, like yesterday, Nick. <laughs> did I? Y'all, yes. Did I text in the group chat? No, I didn't, brother. No, we did on Friday. On Friday, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Not yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my second part, Dookie Butt of the Week, because I forgot about the shit you texted about. Actually, ah, uh, oh, that could have been one too. Yeah, but yeah, Kenya Bears is redoing back. the um, Wizard of Oz. He said his script is done. He's doing like some chick from Inglewood from the Bottoms and all this shit. It's like, bro, I'm just tired of this type of shit. Adrian hit me up. He sent it to me. He said, "Nigga, can we cancel this nigga?" Like, can we all get together and get him the fuck up out of here? <laughs> I don't need anything else from this man again. He's, you know what I mean? He's, like, he's, he's the executive producer on the Vince Staples show. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need that for sure. I was about to say, I'm not saying anything yeah. bad about Kanye. Yeah, I need I that you, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, the other shit be dry as fuck. Nothing creative about what he be doing. But anyway, that's fire, though. Um, you can't fuck up Vince Staples. Come on, yeah. man. Our final Dookie Butt of the Week uh, from all of us. Um, just when we thought the city of Indianapolis had something going for it, it turns out they lied to us. Uh. They said they were building a basketball court in their airport. It's just a art installation that looks like a basketball court. You can't play it's not on even it. It's hardwood, bro. It's not hardwood. They got 
fucking a, a fucking Cl- lid over the rim. covers over the fucking rims. It says don't touch all over it, bro. It's they just built a nasty. pickleball court in the airport, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. The they built a line court. that motherfucker, man. Just when we thought Indianapolis was cool, now we gotta fucking take our cool compliments back. God, damn. I still eat that pork sandwich though. That's worse than not having a basketball court at all. You built a lie of a basketball court? Just dangle it in front of us while we're going to fucking gates of fucking C-28. You know what I mean? Disgusting. Some little kid like breaks free through security and like dribbles a ball onto the court and puts a shot up and is going to hit a clear plastic lid and bounce off. Like, And then they're going to arrest them. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be arrested. They're locking that eight-year-old up, brother. <laughs> He's a danger to the community. <laughs> Shooting basketball on a basketball court. Oh my God. Get him out of here. Nastiness, bro. Uh, Alright, that's all that's all the time we got. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, and we'll see y'all then. Bye. 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 The volume. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.